Today I'm bringing you another incredible guest to the show. We're going to be diving in really deep to not only one of the coolest stories I've ever heard about an everyday average mom that turned herself into a successful money-making, balancing home, five kids, two of them that have special needs, and a whole lot of other things going on in her life. The story I'm telling you, you're going to hear how lit up I get and just listening and like pulling out all of the information. Her story is absolutely incredible. But through that incredible story, back in actually 1999, Abby was a college dropout with a baby and a husband who had what she says was no desire to wear pants with buttons anymore. She did not want to go back to work. So she decided that she was going to become a freelance writer and she had no clue what that meant who was ever going to pay her or what she was even going to write. And her very first job only paid her 25 bucks. Now, today, she has the exact same five kids uh, and husband and a thriving freelance business. She has a handful of clients that she loves to write for and she loves working with them. But since 2017, Abby has been teaching other moms to do the exact same thing that she did start a freelancing business so that she could be home with her kids that really, really needed her. Now, this may or may not be something that you've ever thought about or even that you're interested because you already have your gig, you already have your thing that you do. But I am really excited to be able to share with you a story about a woman that is really making all the things happen from on the other side of the world, which is so much fun. And also for those of you who are looking for a way to have a consistent income at home so that you can pour into your family without having to leave the house, then you're going to want to check out all of the work that Abby does. I know you're going to want that information. It's linked down to lo- down below in the show notes. But I am going to tell you before we jump in that this is completely unsponsored. I just love her work so much. So you're going to want to go and check out SuccessfulFreelanceMom.com to hear more and learn more about what Abby does so that you know you don't have to choose between your kids and your career. All right, I want to now share with you the entire story and the entire interview about what Abby's life has been like and how now she is impacting other people with the exact same journey and story that she experienced for herself. What do you say? Let's jump into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me, and this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang-in organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Ladies, I'm so excited that we get to hang out with Abby this morning. Um, welcome to the Systemize Your Life podcast, Abby. Thank you so much for being here from very, very, very far away. I'm so excited to have you on our show. Um, Thank you. We've we've given kind of a formal introduction to what you do, but please, the first thing that I ask all of my guests that come on is, yes, introduce yourself, introduce yourself, but tell us 
what are you juggling on a regular basis? Like what do you have going (laughs) on in your life? What's going on? Uh, It's all crazy all the time. Uh, I'm a freelance writer and I teach other moms to also get started in freelance writing. I'm juggling five children, two of them with special needs. My husband, before COVID, my husband traveled 175 days a year. Now he's mostly home, but this week he happens to be off in Germany, I think. I forget. Um, He... He goes places, he does things and (laughs) he comes back. And I was actually just thinking yesterday, like, wow, the kids got big. Like, this is so much easier now, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's still a lot of them and they eat and they wear clothes and you know, they're, (laughs) they need rides places and stuff. So, so there's a lot happening. Um, and those are the, those are the big things that I'm juggling. I also have a serious, Kindle addiction. Like I love reading. So like Mm -hmm. all of my free time is spent. I'm not a Netflix kind of girl. I'm not a TV kind of person, except when I'm on vacation, but like as much time as I can get to read books, I'm all about that. That is so fun. And where are you located? Where are you tuning in from here? (laughs) I live in Israel. I live outside of Tel Aviv in Israel. And I've been here for the last 11 years, maybe 12 almost. And uh, before that, I was also here for six years between the time I was 18 and 24. So um, my kids mostly have grown up here. My husband is from here and we've been back and forth between the US and Israel um, for all of our married life. Yeah, which is so fun. I love connecting with people that you know, experience a different culture every day. Mm-hmm. And yet we mm-hmm. still totally connect on the exact same theme and that thread of like, we're busy, we're moms, we want to make money and still be able to really pour into our homes and our families. And so that's really what we're so excited to have you on the show and talk about is just your story. I know that, you know, which I'm going to have you talk about, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to share what this actually looks like, how you can feel like this whole dream and this whole idea of not being overwhelmed 24 seven and making consistent money can actually happen. And there's so many different ways to do it. So tell us how you got into this whole world of what it is that you do now. Sure. So basically I got married when I was 20. I met my husband when I was 19. Uh, that was pretty much it. Like the end of the first date, we were like, yep, we're getting married. And then a year later we got married and I started working. We were living in Israel at the time. I started working at this little boutique marketing agency in Tel Aviv and writing in English. So Israeli companies that needed an English present. Now this presence, this was 1999. No, this was 1997. So Mm. like websites were new, you know, the internet was pretty new. Like people didn't really know what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot of experience really quickly in that like companies would, would be formed and people would come into the office and they'd be like, yeah, we need like a website and we need marketing collateral and whatever. Um, and, and I just write stuff basically. I mean, it was really like, it was a very scientific process. They'd say, write about this. And I'd say, what do you want me to write about it? And they'd tell me things and I'd write them. Right. 
And then I got pregnant with my first baby and I decided I did not want to work in the office anymore. And I also, and a big driver for me, and people think I'm kidding when I say this, but I'm not, this was a big driver. I did not want to wear pants with buttons anymore. I was like, I just, I can't do it. Every woman post-pregnancy says that. I need to be at home on my couch in sweatpants. So I did not want to go back to an office. So I told my husband, I'm going to be a freelance writer. And he was like, uh, sure. Um, tell me how that translates to like actual money. I know. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, but well, I'm smart enough to figure it out. And that is what I did. I decided I was a freelance writer. And then I did some research on what exactly does that mean? How will I make money? Whatever. And remember again, this is, this was 1999. This, my first baby was born in 1999. So we didn't have we didn't even have Google. We had Alta Vista as a search engine. And at the time we had moved back to Southern California and I had the public library. Like I went and checked out books, books that were called things like, what is a freelance writer? You know? oh my <laughs> or like intro, freelance writing for dummies. I don't know. Like I, if it had freelance writing or writing in the title, I checked it out of my local library and I read it and I started. The only way I could figure out how to start was by pulling out the yellow pages and calling all the graphic design firms and marketing agencies that I could find and asking them if they outsourced writing. And then slowly I started also emailing these companies when they had email addresses that I could find. And again, not everybody did. And over time, I built up this freelance writing business. And it turned out I was very lucky in retrospect. It wound up being the best thing that I could possibly have done because I went on to have like a whole bunch of children um, and my third child was born with some really significant special needs. So he was in the NICU right after he was born and he was ultimately, it took two years, but it was, uh, he was ultimately diagnosed with a rare genetic syndrome. He's intellectually disabled. He's, um, he's autistic. Uh, he also at one point had cancer and we'll talk a little bit more about that and how that impacted everything. Um, he's healthy now and he's still like, he still has all of his challenges. He's 19. He's intellectually disabled. He's autistic. Um, and being a freelance writer meant that I could work from places like, um, waiting rooms when he was in physical therapy and speech therapy and occupational therapy and developmental therapy and whatever other therapies we were taking to. I mean, there were days when I was literally five days a week taking him to these appointments. And then I was able to sit in the waiting room with my laptop and do work and continue contributing money to our household income, which we needed because he had all these therapies and not all of that is covered by insurance. And like, there were things that we wanted to do to help him and support him that were very definitely not covered by insurance and they were pretty darn expensive. So being a freelance writer gave me that flexibility. And then my fifth son was born, um, with one ear. So missing an entire ear on the other side. And we actually just, um, in December of what is this? This is 2023. So in December of 2022, we went to the States and we spent the entire month, um, in the U S and he had this surgery. That's like mind-blowingly amazing. They build a whole external ear and they open up an ear canal and they give him two-sided hearing. It was a really big deal. But because I'm a freelance writer, I was able to just take off for six weeks, go to the U.S. with my husband and my son. We stayed there the whole time. We had the financial ability to do that, to cover that. And, and I could 
continue working for clients from there. So like in retrospect, this thing that I did because I didn't want to wear wear jeans anymore (laughs) (laughs) um, wound up being really, really good for me and my kids and my family. And like in so, so many ways. Um, And it was really when my, my third son, his name is Adi. So um, the one who is intellectually disabled, when he got sick, he got sick when he was a month shy of his 10th birthday. Um, literally the kid came home from school one day, he has bruises on his arms. And when you've got a kid in special education, I mean, that's terrifying. We were like, what happened? And Mm -hmm. we started, you know, we asked the bus driver and we asked the teacher and the teacher's like, I'm glad you're calling to ask because we were calling to ask you. Um, and we took him in to our, you know, our local pediatrician and they, we did some blood work. And the next day, um, I got back a message saying that the blood work had been, um, like compromised somehow, and we were going to have to repeat it. Uh, and then I get this call from them. They're like, can you come in with your husband and without your son? And I remember turning to my husband and I was like, they think we hit him. They want to like, they want to interrogate us. And that was like, literally that was all I could think of. And my husband was like, well, we're going in with him. Cause I want another doctor to look at him because these bruises are getting worse. And we took him in. And what they said was the blood work was not compromised. <laughs> That's just what they tell you when they don't want you to get like a a notification on your phone. Oh, your kid has cancer and you have to go to the hospital. So they called us in to tell us that we needed to go to the emergency room and they were waiting for us at the children's hospital. Like it was this, it, like literally in the space of, you know, two hours, our entire world fell apart. Yeah. Um, so that sucked. Um, and it's only because I'm now, you know, nine years out from that, that I can talk about it without falling apart. Like it, I used to yeah. not be able to have this conversation with people. Of it was, it was horrible. And it was horrible for a long time. My son had a lot of complications with his leukemia. Um, and we were on, we call it like the extreme path. Like it was, it, it was not what we expected. They originally told us, Oh, it'll be eight months of treatment. And, and then some time of like much less intense treatment. It wound up being two years of intense treatment. And then another year of slightly less intense, but still pretty confusing treatment. And, uh, it screwed up everything in our lives. Um, but you know, we came out of the the other side and it was really only when I came out of that, that I started understanding how critical being a freelancer was to being able to continue working through crazy situations when you can't possibly be in a regular nine to five, to be able to continue contributing to my family's income, to have the freedom to work from where I needed to work, to have the freedom to say at certain points in that journey, I'm not working, like I'm not working and to not have that impact my employability later on. Like I was able to then pick up and resume my freelance career afterwards when I was ready to. Um, And it just gave me a lot of power in that situation. Whereas if I'd been like a typical nine to five employee, first I would have been fired. Um, would have been very, like, nobody would have kept me on. Cause no, I just, I couldn't right. show up. Yeah. Um, and like, so then I would have this gap in my resume and how do you explain that? Whereas with freelance, I've never, I've never even had a resume. Like I've never had anyone ask right. me, Oh, well, what did you do between these years? You know, what was your yeah. position there? Like, it's just, it's not about that. So freelancing really saved 
me, like my sanity. It saved our family's finances. Um, it made a huge difference and it makes a huge difference in how I feel about myself. And I think that that's something also that we can't overlook, like just knowing that I have that freedom and that flexibility and that power and that, um, ability to contribute financially is really, it's empowering. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is, that was a lot. That was (laughs) the best. And I will say, if you think that this story doesn't get any better, it's about to get like even more interesting because what I am going to have you talk about in just a second is what happened from there. Sure. But first we need to unpack this because first of all, (laughs) let's just all every single person that's listening, like, let's just give a big clap that you got through that and your son's here and so Thank much you. triumph, like, holy moly, I can tell you're a writer because you really don't <laughs> knew how to build that story, friend. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what a great, uh, just if anyone was ever like on the fence, they're like, I'm sold for sure. But I think the thing that stands out to me the most in that whole thing is mm-hmm how much you paved the way, like literally there's so many people listening to this right now that have no idea what that even looks like to not have the internet and have to go to the library. Right. Like, I'm just a few <laughs> years behind you. I was late in my high school years when you were doing that. And so I very much know, I very much know a hundred percent what that was like to write down directions on a piece of paper before you got in the car to go somewhere. And you had to call them first. Cause you didn't have maps in front. Like I know that world. <laughs> I know that life. And I know that that had to have been, but it's funny, like my, 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 my older brother has type one diabetes and was diagnosed mm-hmm. at 11 and I was five at the time. Mm-hmm. And I just like asked my mom all the time, like, what the heck did you do? And she's like, we went to the library, we mm-hmm. all together. And you had to sit without a tablet in front of your face while your mother <laughs> learned about type one diabetes. And right. I had to figure out how to take care of my kids to be able to research how to help my mm-hmm. son that has this literally life-threatening yeah. disorder, yeah. right? So like, I just understand how much <laughs> stinking work and tenacity that took for all the other women that aren't like, that literally are not able to go to their husband and say, I'm going to do this thing. I don't know how it's going to make money. I know you're going to ask me that. I don't really care. I'm still going to do it. There are not many women that will do that. You are the woman for the job and you did it. And you were like, I'm doing it. And so you did it. And I love that. I didn't even know any of that. And so I'm so glad that (laughs) that you're here and that you're sharing this story because that's what this show is really about. Yes here on the systemize your life podcast, we talk about systems all the time, but this is the spirit behind all of it. This is what we do is we figure out how to show up for the thing that we were really meant to do. And I, I never want, I never want a woman to feel like they can't do that because their life is too overwhelming. And so that's why Mm. I give them systems because there aren't a lot of women that, that, well, I should say this differently. Every woman has the tenacity. We're built that Mm -hmm. way but not Mm -hmm. a lot of them actually move forward on it because of so many things that we've been inundated with and don't have the tools and resources to do primarily the necessity to financially contribute for a household Mm -hmm. to be able to function anymore. And so Mm -hmm. having to work and not knowing how to do that well, while we pour into our homes, well, leaves Mm -hmm. so many women unbelievably compromised 
And what a blessed story that you just shared that you didn't have to be compromised in that area because of your freelance writing. And I love that. I have goosebumps on my body right now, (laughs) (laughs) but here's where this gets even better. And this is what I want every person to hear. If you're like, I want to do something, consider freelance writing. Like that's what we're sharing with you. You don't have to go out and do what I did and become a brand and a face of a business. You don't have to do that. You also don't just have to figure out what is the VA world. You also don't have to do network marketing. Like there's other options, right? There's so many things you, there's just another option. And here is an incredible option. And I'm a writer. Like my dream, my whole life was to become a writer. You look through any of my journals, all 8,000 of them, (laughs) all of them. And it's like, I want to be a writer. When I grew up, I want to be a poet. I want to be a writer. I want to be a writer. Like it's all I wanted to do. So like my heart is so in this, in so in this, in what you do and what a beautiful way for a woman that's like, oh, well, I'm a mom and I didn't develop my career first. And even if she did, now she's a mom and now she got to figure something out just like I did. Right. Like here's this beautiful option. So here's where this story gets really, really cool because you're not still just a freelance writer. I mean, you are right. But here's what I was like, oh my gosh, this is so (laughs) crazy. How did you figure out? Actually, I'm just going to say you were in Facebook groups for other moms that had kids with cancer looking for support, like just support groups for moms that had kids with cancer. And what happened? What gold did you uncover? Yeah. (laughs) So what happened was at the time, again, my husband and I had moved back to Israel before my son got sick. And that wound up being really, really lucky for us because Israel has socialized medicine. So the whole time that my kid was sick and hospitalized and having emergency surgeries, we didn't pay for that. Like we, that was all covered. Um, but I was in this Facebook group and these moms in America, unfortunately, healthcare is not what it should be in America. And you can lose your house. Like you're one medical emergency away from financial ruin. Right. So I was talking to these women who really could not be in a typical nine to five job. Like it was no longer right. possible for them because they were caring for these kids. And they were talking about like, I don't know what to do. Like, I literally cannot bring in money. I can't pay for groceries. I can't keep the lights on, you know? Um, Like you're making these really, really difficult decisions. So I didn't like, I mean, you know, I was one person. I didn't know how to fix everything for everybody. The one thing I did know was, okay, well, here's something that you can do when you're not in a regular job. You can be freelancing and here's how to do that. And that will bring in some money. So I started- Hold on. Literally, but you were yeah. doing this out of the kindness of your heart. Like yes. you saw their brokenness, you understood. Yes. And because of your benefit of being somewhere that had socialized medicine, you were like, holy yeah. crap, I can't imagine that on top right. of this. What can I yeah. do to help these people? What can I do to help? It was yeah. literally, it was like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think that we're all... You- in general, I think building a business is about helping people, but way before I thought of myself as a business owner or whatever, like that's just my natural instinct. And that's still like dumb side story. I was in Miami last week for a conference and I was in, I was actually, I was coming back from Philadelphia to Miami because whatever, I'm crazy. And I did this whole thing and I'm sitting in the airport in Philadelphia. And there's this, in my mind, she's like a girl, like 12 years old, In actuality, it turns out she was like in her twenties, but you know, she's sitting on the floor and she's sobbing and I can't, I'm a mom of five. I'm like sitting four feet away 
And I'm like, honey, is everything okay? Like, do you need some tissues? Can I, can I get you some food? You know, like, your mom for just, a minute in the, yeah, in the middle like, of the airport. Like, you're not going to sit here and cry next to me. And I'm not going to like, sit, just not do anything. Right. Like I can't, I can't, and it's, I, whatever. She was fine. She was just really stressed about the, you know, there was a ground stop in Miami cause it was raining and pilots are babies and they can't fly in the rain. Sucks. I don't know. It was a whole thing. <laughs> so whatever. She was just really stressed about. And, and she's like, yeah, I have patients who are going to be in tomorrow early. And I'm like, oh, you're a doctor. I guess you're not like a little girl, but okay, fine. I'm still going to take <laughs> care of you. So <laughs> but anyway, like that's welcome, welcome to your 40s. We're doctors <laughs> way younger than you. It's so pathetic. Oh my gosh. But like that's who we are, you know, when we're moms, like we care about yeah. people and we want to help. We want to fix when we see something happening, we want to we want to come in and we want to fix the problem. So I saw these women who were struggling and I had something that could help them, right? So I wasn't going to not share that information. I was like, well, here are things you can do. So it was literally me, like just emailing these women personally from my personal email account, like, here's how I think you should do this. Here are my instructions, you know? And we didn't, again, we didn't have all the tools that we have. This is like 2016, right? So we didn't have like Loom videos and Zoom meetings weren't a thing. Like, the, you know, this is very old school. Like, Abby sending email from her Gmail account, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and just, here's what I think you should do. Say these things, send this email, talk to this person, whatever. And these women would write back and they'd be like, oh my God, I did what you said. And I got paid $400 to do this thing. And like, I can buy groceries, you know? Yeah. And that was incredibly powerful for me, especially because we were right at the point where, like my son was healthy and they had kind of sent us home from the hospital and everybody around me expected me to be okay and mm -hmm. normal and functioning. And I was not, to put it politely, I was a freaking mess. Like mm -hmm. I would get everybody out the door in the morning and then I would sit on my kitchen floor and cry. And it was the first and really the only time in my life that I really understood how you could be so sad that you wouldn't want to be alive anymore. Like I had never been like that. And I couldn't even understand it because I was like, well, he's better now. But it's like all the stuff that I didn't have any time or space to process, to process when were, he was sick, yeah. it was all catching up with me now. And of I course. hadn't, you know, like I had all of these feelings and like this whole trauma response in my body that I hadn't dealt with. And I didn't even like, I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, um, and just so much. And I felt so sad all the time, but like doing this thing where I was able to help other people and not focus on me and my feelings, but help focus on how can I help someone else? That was really powerful. Like that gave me a reason to not want to not be alive. You know, yeah. like it was like, oh, well, somebody's counting on me. Um, and in a really positive way. So it was it, like, it was as much a lifeline for me as it was for these women. And I was like, I want to do more of this. I want, I want a lot of this in my life. And I started looking for like, how can I make this be a thing? And, and that's, I mean, that's really, it's how successful freelance mom was born. And it just really became about pouring into women. I mean, you know, you talked about how we, we, we often feel like we don't have these choices and I'm all about like, I don't believe in, in false dichotomies. I don't believe that we have mm -hmm. to choose between our kids and our career. I firmly right. believe that every woman can have 
both. I'm very much like a both and person. I, in my everyday speech, I try very hard. I don't, I'm not perfect about it, but I, I try very, I just missed it up. Uh, I try very hard not to say, but I try very hard to say, and, and it, it like, you know, this thing can be true and this thing can be true. And again, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. It's something that I'm very aware of all the time. I'm, I'm constantly, we're, we're constantly bombarded with these false dichotomies where people mm-hmm. try to tell us you have to choose between this thing and this thing. And my immediate gut reaction to that is always, no, I want them both. I want them both. I don't want to choose. Right. Why would right. I choose chocolate or peanut butter when I can have a Reese's peanut butter cup? Like why? So, yes. you know, <laughs> let's do that. And then my, we're going to put them in the refrigerator first before we have them, because that is the For way sure. to have chocolate peanut butter. Cups. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just such a, like an amazing thing to meet other women. And it's mind blowing to me that what I have built over here attracts women like this, because throughout the process of having women come on this show, we do our due diligence to see who we want to interview, but I didn't know you. It was a, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, you, you know, and we've met, mm-hmm. we've talked before this interview, whatnot, but like, as I get into these interviews with women, there is that there is that. And every single person that comes on this show mm-hmm. that has paved the way for other people. And there's no way for me to know that there's no way for me to know that going into it. And I think that that is what lights me up and fires me up so much is I want that spirit to be like so available and unleashed in every single woman that listens, because Mm. I remember all my life thinking that I had to choose. Mm. And so I very clearly literally broke up with my high school sweetheart because he wanted to have kids. I'm like, I kind of want a career. And so I was like, we're done. I'm not, I broke, we broke up. And like, that was it. So I went on with my life and what a beautiful thing that I was able to do. And I loved my career, but it, 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 it supported me through really hard times in my personal Mm -hmm. life of being a single mom and all kinds of things. And, you know, my journey was what it was to get here. And it has allowed me to do what I do, just like yours has allowed Mm -hmm. you to do what you do. But it's like, man, if we could just help other people, other women that are so much younger, or, if you're still in that space today and you're like, what in the world is this? I don't Mm -hmm. really want to start a big business, but maybe I might want to be a freelance writer. What does that look like? Tell us first, where do they figure out how to learn this from you? And then tell us what does it actually look like to be a freelance writer? Yeah. So if you come over to successfulfreelancemom.com slash go, you're going to get my free email course on how to be a freelance writer. And that's going to give you a really good starting point. And what it looks like is, is a lot of fun. Um, it, what it, let me start with what it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like building a following on social media. It doesn't look like, you know, spending a ton of money to have all these crazy tools, like an email list and a whatever, like you don't need any of that to be a truly successful freelance writer you need like a handful of clients. You're looking to have four or five consistent clients who are paying you money every single month. So you don't need to be doing reels or TikToks or, (laughs) or all the things I'm too old to really understand. Um, (laughs) You don't need any of that in order to be a really successful freelance writer. What's also Mm. cool is that freelance writing, it, 
it's this that, you know, you can scale it up and down. I work with women who are, who are younger moms who are like, oh, wow, I've, you know, I've had my kid, I've just had my kids. And now I don't want to be in that office corporate world anymore. I want to set that aside. I want to be contributing. I want to have something that's for me. Um, and I want to be at home. Cool. So they can get started and they can do something that kind of stays in the space that they allow for it while their kids are small and scale it up as their kids get older. I also work with a lot of women who are in their forties, who like devoted themselves to being the mom at home while their kids were growing up. And all of a sudden the kids are in high school and you've got all this free time and you're like, where am I? Where am I mm-hmm. in all of this? Mm-hmm. And they're rediscovering mm-hmm. themselves and their yep. passion for writing. And they're mm-hmm. able to turn that into a business and, and, you know, make money from it and find that self-identity again, which is so exciting. Um, so exciting and everything in between. So it looks like one, okay. If I hadn't been a writer, like the plan when I was in college, before I dropped out, I, uh, was majoring in theater with a minor in French lit. Cause I've always been an incredibly practical person. <laughs> and <laughs> so the plan originally was I was going to be an actress. And part of why I wanted to be an actress is I get bored really easily. And I don't want to do the same thing all the time. And freelance yeah. writing is kind of the same way. Like I don't do the same thing all the time. I get to do fun, cool things with clients. I get to, I mean, I don't know how, like it is mind blowing to me on a daily basis that people pay me to do this stuff right Mm -hmm. now. I have a couple of different clients who I work with, right? So I have one client who teaches dentists how to market themselves effectively. So I write emails to her list and I write social media posts for her. And it is fascinating because I know all this stuff about dentistry at this point, which never knew before. And it's really interesting, right? And I know all this like behind the scenes stuff about how dentists build their practice. I've been spending the last month, I've been helping her write her book. And so I've been spending the last month interviewing a lot of her students about like putting her systems into practice. Wild. I've learned so much. It's so cool. I have another client who's totally different. She teaches parents how to parent more effectively, right? Like how to get your kids to listen without having to yell or nag or whatever. Um, And it's, it's, it's incredible because I get, I get access to all the resources because I learn from her as I'm talking to her about the things and as I'm writing information. So yeah, honestly, like when I first got into writing, I mean, like I wrote all kinds of corporate things when I was younger. And when I, like before this whole world of internet courses existed, I wrote for clients like Pfizer and I wrote for clients like Toyota and I learned all kinds of cool things that way. But now with like the online course world, for me, it's like, I get free courses. <laughs> so I, I get to see the back end of people's business and make it like, it's so cool. I have so much fun doing the stuff I do. I I've all this like random bizarre information. Like I, you know, I once did a project on, oh gosh, it was like supporting bandwidth resources and internet managed services providers, like lots of techie things that I don't really a hundred percent understand. And I didn't have to know them before I did the work. I, I worked with the company and they gave me like the tech guys who would talk very technical. And I would ask a lot of questions until I understood it so that I could write up a brochure that like, you know, the VP of marketing in an, in a firm could look at and also understand, cause he's not a tech guy. He wants to know, are you going to keep my internet running, right? Like that's what he wants to know when he hires them. Um, but I get to learn all these cool technologies and, and 
these fun things and explore various interests of my own through the clients I work with. And I love it. Like my husband says to me sometimes, I don't know if you're aware of how much like how long you've been at work today. And I'm like, cause I'm basically playing, like I'm, I'm just having fun. He's like, you know, he's like, are you going to eat today? And like, so I'll get really caught up in it. And, and I'm, I, I, cause I'm so into it. Um, and I get to do different things all the time. And for me, that's a lot of fun and it keeps me interested and invested. So, yeah. And Here's here's where we're at. We talk about this forever, but I <laughs> for sure <laughs> highly encourage anyone that feels like, ooh, this sounds like maybe, even if you're like, uh, I don't really have any skills. I just like to write in my journal. Go explore it. Like Abby's explore gonna show it. you how to do this. If she can teach a broken mom that's hurting in the middle of like supporting a child with cancer, how to go make 400 bucks. She can teach you how to do it no matter what your season of life is right now. And I know that you have all the tools and all the resources and all the things (laughs) to help them be successful. So whatever, well, no, what about this? Well, no, what about this? Stop the excuses, go figure it Mm -hmm. out. Like just start looking at Abby's resources, um, head over to, we'll put the link down in the show notes and, um, Come back and and let us know for sure, whether you're in our Facebook group or you pop over into my DMs. I'd love to know if this is something that you're like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this, or this sounds interesting. I just love to know because I want to meet all my other fellow writers out there. Abby, thank you so much, so much for being here and sharing your heart and your story. It's been a blast and everyone is going to be super blessed from your, from your time here. Thank you so much for having me. I had an amazing time. Okay. So you see what I was talking about in the beginning of this episode, right? I mean, honestly, like we get so many different requests for people to come and be on the show now. And there's just a feeling that I get. Obviously, there's some criteria and there's some different things that we look for because I really do want to bring people on the show We have a lot of listeners now, and I want to bring people that make it more fun than just listening to me all of the time, but also are going to bless you and give you exposure and give you ideas and give you inspiration, educate you. And there's so many different things that you can do with a podcast. And the time that you use to pop your earbuds, I think, is unbelievably precious. And so I want to make sure that the information that I bring here to the show is amazing. But what always never ceases to amaze me, but always blows my mind is how some of these people that I really, truly don't know a whole lot about, um, I read information on them, and but I don't really know the depths of their story. And every single time, I just like, I cannot believe how cool Abby's story is, how much we hit it off, and how genuine and just real her story is. So if this by any chance is something that you feel like, oh, wow, maybe I might look into that, then go over and check out the work that she does. Start learning from her. Give it a try. The one thing that Abby and I have in common is we don't ever want a mom to feel like they have to choose between the thing that they're super passionate about and their kids or their life or their home and feeling like they have to give up on one or the other in order to make it work. And she just has a different way of going about and bringing that mission into the world based on what her experiences are. 
Um, and so I'm super excited that we were able to have Abby here on the show. Again, you can check her out at SuccessfulFreelanceMom.com. Hope that this episode brought you so much joy <laughs> like it has me and blesses you in so many different ways. And I can't wait to meet you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast.